there, and how are you today? Well, it's so nice of you to join me. John Dobre, yes, it's Salome Jacobs, and welcome to Super Soulful Sunday. Ni hao, ni ma. Trashu, are having a fabulous day today. Well, my neck of the woods, it is rainy, it is chilly. But wherever you are near or far, thank you for joining me. Thank you for inviting me into your humble abode. Josan buenas tardes, como están? Meet me in the heart of the garden. The joy in the garden. When you are welcomed with a friendly hello, how are you? Thank you for meeting me in the heart. The peace, the serenity, the sublime of the garden. For indeed, it's where God delights you and me with song, devotion, unusual expectancies. So invite a friend or two and join me, Salome Jacobs, on Super Soulful Sunday. Well, my lineup today on Super Soulful Sunday with the title Beautiful for a Purpose, where you are taken on a journey how God Himself describes the women, the many women of the Bible. I also have my popping guest today, Elder Angela Morris, with a beautiful devotion on how to end your day with a good word. So, without any further ado, why don't you quickly simply dash off into the kitchen for a decadent cup of tea or coffee, water or a glass of juice, whatever you prefer? Then join me as we sip listening to Elder Angela Morris and May. Super Soulful Sunday, or at least Soul Story, beautiful for a purpose. You know, so many a times we as women put ourselves down. We rather praise others, but when it comes to us, we shudder, isn't it? We don't think ourselves worthy of a role we would want to play and let others or things pass us by and then simply sigh, wouldn't you say? So tell me, how often do you tell yourself that you're not good enough, not beautiful enough, not worthy enough, not smart enough, not thin enough, not completely healed enough, not whole enough? That you must lose weight, eat less carbs, eat less of this or eat less of that, go on a strict diet only to find out that you've piled on the extra kilos by far and get fed up with that. So what are you telling yourself today? If any, let it be this. There is nothing wrong with me. I am beautiful and made in the image and likeness of God and I will love and adore myself from this day forth and make God proud. 
that I will take my struggle of body issues, rejection issues, unhealthy eating issues to the Lord so he can help me make it right. For if God's in it, then he will get to the bottom of it. Isn't that right? You say, you or I judge a book by its cover and not the contents inside. For if any, the Bible gives you and me a magnificent storyline filled with characters, love, hate or adore them of any kind. Gosh, you will find great leaders, fluent speakers, affluent men and women of every race and tribe. Evil characters love them or despise them, but they brought to light, brought to life as read and described by the disciples who wrote the scribes. For a moment, let's look at Eve, shall we? God formed Eve out of the loins of Adam. When she appeared, she was naked, starker, so to speak. What do you think that did to her morale? For she was to seek, or was she weak? The Bible goes on to say that Eve, the mother of all living things, was wise, beautiful and able. What a combination, wouldn't you say, for she rose to be noted and not upstaged. Well, as I was glancing through the Bible, I came across the many matriarchs and patriarchs before you and me. The women who set the stage ablaze, the platform, the road, they set the benchmark for you and me. In fact, so many of them face brutal attacks, harsh adversities, pickles and thorns and seasons, yet they already opened the way, paved the way and in essence left epic stories to this day. And along the way, still standing out and hoping you and me, with their boldness and rank in the Bible that shaped you and me, taught you and me to discover our strengths, our weaknesses, our coming out from harsh realities to victories you see. Then there are those who the Lord describes, but not as enchanting as the ones whose hearts were pure to him, and are liars, vindictive and not so pure in mind. Yes, Sarah, Rachel, Rebecca, Leah, Esther, all have one thing in common, their physical beauty described by the Lord. They were lauded for their beauty, their accomplishments, their understanding, their rapport, their tokens of being of service to the work and well-being of husbands and the Lord. According to 1 Peter 3, from 3 through to 6, your beauty should not come from outward adornment, such as elaborate hairstyles and the wearing of gold jewellery or fine clothes. Rather, it should be that of your inner self, the unfading beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is of great worth in God's sight. For this is the way the holy men, women of the past who put their hope in God, used to adorn themselves. They submitted themselves to their own husbands, like Sarah who obeyed Abraham and called him her Lord. You are her daughters if you do what is right and do not give away to fear. Sarah, the mother of Judaism, is described as faithful, beautiful, loving, steadfast, authoritative, caring, submissive, obedient, 
stubborn, hospitable, fearless and loyal. Yet there, right in front of you and me, God points out the beauty and the negative trait in Sarah you say, stubborn. So yes, even back then, women in the Bible, even though they didn't stand up much or speak up much for themselves as you and I can today, but they too were headstrong, aloof, cold and calculated to a degree, wouldn't you say? Sarah and Abraham both failed God and they failed each other with great heartache and ugly consequences. But what about you and me? We neglect to serve the head of our home, honour the head of our home, cover the head of our home for selfish reasons. We want to wear the pants, have the last say, stand on the head or drive them insane. And what do you and I have to gain but disrespect in the sight of man and God? And who knows all of this behind closed doors and aloud? Rebecca? is described as very fair to look upon and a virgin. Rachel too was beautiful. In her introduction the text puts emphasis on of beautiful form and fair to look upon. Queen Esther is another surreal goddess, a paradigm of beauty. It is this outward beauty that causes King Osiris to choose her over all the other women as his new wife. Remember that well-known captivated eye-catching verse for a time such as this? Every time a character is described as attractive, fair, looked upon, stunning, flawless, it is for a purpose. Well, just think about it. What does your and my character say about you and me? Does it speak volumes or does it say repetitively, null and void, pass? Do use your own discretion, turn around, watch out for him, watch out for her, unavailable, expiration date, I'm way too busy, beware, you say. These are those character signs that sell you out, that you and I send out. Sad to say, even more so today, this happens amongst believers, soul sisters, prayer warriors, competitors, you and me daily, you say, without remorse, without an explanation, and causes a trail of disappointment, delay, unsupported behaviour, and then, of course, your time is up, of which God sees further than you and me, isn't it? Hey? Beauty for a purpose like Sarah, and who knows why Pharaoh kidnapped her, Rachel's beauty, and why Jacob favoured her over Leah, as is the beauty of Tamar, when half-brother Ammon fantasises over her and rapes her. Bathsheba's beauty helps you and me understand why King David was so overcome with desire, flustered lust and his wandering eye. Picture the scene, shall we? It was a clear, starry night, the air crisp, sultry, one with excitement, expectation, as she lures me to her balcony. Oh, that's right, the silhouette of her I no longer can withstand. 
she must be mine. Oh, Bathsheba, oh, my love, your beauty captivates me, entices me, wows me to the point of it, lights up when you around me. I know this is not right, but we will make it right, because you are mine, Bathsheba, tonight. You heard the saying, watch out for men with roving eyes, yet though desirable, provocative Bathsheba causes quite a stir, and yes, adultery, sir. The beauty of Queen Esther took preference with unusual favour, ordained by God for being at the right time and the right place. Not forgetting Queen Vashti, but she's hardly seen in that package preference nor delight. So you see, back in the day, already there was a huge demand for looks, portraying a character of beauty deluded for you and me. It seems beauty still today comes with a huge price, especially in reference to modelling, you see. In that kind of world, looks are everything. Glamour means something. Once weight is depicted and decided for you, what you eat, what you wear and how you conduct yourself, sell yourself to the market and public out there. For a moment, let's see how would the Lord describe your beauty, your character in today's world. Is it flawless, blameless or is it conniving? Shameless, vindictive or can there be beauty in your struggle if we only take the time to read? Now let's look at Leah and see how God describes her. He goes to say she was tender-hearted, nothing about physical attributes like beautiful, enchanted, adorned, but you know what I mean. Yet though not loved much, Leah made yet an impact to both you and me. For in many ways there is a Leah in you or me, like the passage which reads, the last shall be first and the first last. You know, for at times you and I get overlooked, just like Leah. But God positioned Leah so that she was first, oh yes. So the important thing that you or I can take away from beauty for a purpose is that Leah was first in wife, first in bearing kids, first in being contented, and she was a matriarch. For a woman who knew what it was to go through the valley of rejection, feeling unloved, feeling unwanted, yet she had a place in God's heart where he honoured her, he valued her, he ushered her. Now imagine from nothing Leah stepped into being something and a someone. So though nobody might not know you or recognise you and don't say what you do, or overlook you. Take heart that God your heavenly Father does and will reward you in secret. For like the following verse reads, when you pass through the waters I will be with you and through the rivers they shall not overwhelm you. When you walk through fire you shall not be burned and the flame shall not consume you. Isaiah 43 verse 2 for in your struggle is beauty astound, like the women of old whose stories are told. Wake up, get up, dress up, look up, ask up, pray up, seek his face up, leave everything to God up.
Do what you can to the best of your ability and leave the rest to God. Believe that you are beautiful for a purpose and carving your name in the Lamb's Book of Heaven up. And so it is, so shall it be. And this was written the 19th of April 2021. To you and to me you say.
Next is my guess. Elder Angela Morris. Well, what can I say? She's a regular and paves the way for so many. She is a cancer survivor and a woman who has a heart for the people and children alike. She works in the community and thrives on doing more. But to you and me, she is simply Elder Angela Morris, a servant and a disciple of the word and to the Lord. So the next voice you hear is that of Elder Angela Morris, sharing her theme on how to end your day with a good word. So join me in the serenity of the garden, in the peace of the garden, in the heart of the garden that says, Come on over, soul sister, prayer warrior, sassy soul, friend of God. Find inspiration in your darkest of days. And take your cares and worries to the Lord. Hi, I'm Angela Morris, and welcome to Into the Garden Podcast. It is an honor and a privilege to be before you today to share a nugget that the Lord has placed in my spirit. And I call this nugget, end your day with a good word. Now we all know, um, you know, when we get our day started and some of the things we say to the Lord when we get up, but I want you to pay close attention to this particular one. It's called end your day with a good word. You see on this journey called life, We encounter many ups, downs, highs, and lows. And remember, in all of this, we give thanks, we give praise, and we give honor to Almighty God. When we rise early in the morning from a night's sleep, we often awaken with a song of praise, sometimes adoration on our lips of praise, just for being able to rise another day. Any witnesses? Absolutely. What a great way to start your day. I oftentimes, when I awaken, I hear a melody actually playing in my head. Isn't that something? What a wonderful way to start your day with a melody in your spirit that you can hum and sing throughout the day. Just as important as it is to start our day off the right way, it's equally as important to end your day the right way. Would you not agree? How you end your day makes all the difference in how you sleep. And how you sleep makes all the difference in how you're able to function the next day. To live with purpose, you need to end your day well. Last night as I was praying, I began to repeat the Lord's Prayer. And I want you to know, after repeating the Lord's Prayer, I turned over. I guess this was probably around 12, I turned over. And do you know, I did not awaken until about 6, 6.15 or something like that. I mean, it was good sound sleep. So I was so very thankful that my day ended absolutely wonderfully. And so, of course, in getting up at 6, I wasn't quite ready to get up again, to get up at that time. So I you know, went back to sleep and woke up a little later to good God, praise and thanks for waking me up once again. So... One of the things you want to remember is how you end your day makes all the difference in how you sleep. I'm going to say that again. And how you sleep makes all the difference in how you're 
able to function the next day. To live with purpose, you need to end your day well. End your day with a closing. You know, like uh, like in church, you know, you have a benediction or a good word. You know, when you've gone to church and there was a great word spoken, there was high praise and worship, and you just don't want to go home. You don't want it to come to an end. But guess what? You must end and people must go home because they've got to refuel as well. There's usually a benediction or a closing prayer, right? It's the same with ending our day. This reading hits very close to my heart. I always acknowledge the Lord before going to bed, but to say a truth or a promise from God's word spoke volumes to me. Just imagine, there's no better way to end your day than God's word. You can read some promises he left us in his word. Just be encouraged by truth. For example, like the Lord's Prayer in Matthew 6, chapter 6, verses 9 through 13, and it, and it reads, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil, for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Now that last line from the Lord's Prayer is a truth that you can hold on to. And it says, for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Which means, so be it. When you end your day with a verse like this one, you're going to sleep a whole lot better. You know why? Because it contains two incredibly encouraging truths. Think about that. Two incredibly encouraging truths. The first one is God is in control. Absolutely. God is in control. Politicians aren't in control. Other nations aren't in control. Your boss is not even in control. You aren't even in control. God is ultimately the one that is in control. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 21, verse 1, The king's heart is in the hand of the Lord. As the rivers of water, he turneth it whithersoever he will. That's why the world changes when God's people come together and pray. He's waiting for us to talk to him and surrender the burdens that are keeping us from rest. Hallelujah. Another incredible uh, uh, encouraging truth is God and his family win in the end. Do you have any idea what I mean by that? Okay. This isn't the end of the story. Absolutely not. When you read the book of Revelation, which is the last book, then you read the last chapter, the last verse, the last word of the Bible. Well, let me tell you, read that, that last verse. It says, Behold, I am coming soon. My reward is with me, and I will give to everyone according to what he has done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. Amen. You see, this last chapter let us know that God wins. So if the last thing you look at before you go to bed is either news or late night TV hosts talking about the news, then you're going to go to bed depressed. 
But if you go to bed with God's truth playing in your head, then you'll go to bed with peace. Do you remember the Holocaust survivor, Corrie Ten Boom? She said these words. If you look at the world, you'll be distressed. If you look within, you'll be depressed. If you look at Christ, you will be at rest. Let me repeat that. If you look at the world, you'll be distressed. If you look within, you'll be depressed. If you look at Christ, you'll be at rest. So where are you looking to find rest? Before you end each day, before you end your day, remind yourself of God's truth. Say to him, God, you're in control. And once I close my eyes, I know you're in control. This is not the end of the story because I know we win in the end. Good night, Lord. I'll see you in the morning. Then sleep in peace. Everybody help me say amen, amen, and amen. And as the background is playing for the Lord is good by Ron Canole. I have come to the end of my edition of Super Soulful Sunday. So thank you once again for joining me and for choosing and tuning into Into the Garden and Super Soulful Sunday. To the many frontline workers and home-based carers out there, thank you for doing such a splendid job. To the many students, thank you for listening to Into the Garden. And if you're writing exams, know that God is with you, provided that you studied and asked for wisdom. So be open to receive. To patients in hospitals or at home, thank you for tuning in. We appreciate and know that the healing balm of Gilead is touching you in places and areas where only God can. To those in prisons, thank you for choosing to listen to Into the Garden when there's no one around you. Yes, and when it looks like God is doing nothing, he's actually surprising you with a brand new. To my guest and Elder Angela Morris, a warm thank you for delighting hearers and listeners with a devotion themed, ending your day with a good word. If you're celebrating a birthday or an anniversary, happy birthday and happy anniversary to you. And may God continue to knit you together and keep you and your family together like only he can do. So thank you once again for sharing the podcast with friends, neighbours, loved ones, at school, at university, at the airport, at the coffee shop, or perhaps you're on your way to work. I thank thee. And if you are flying... Safe journey, masters to you. Bon voyage. Take care. Cover up. Keep your distance. Mask up. Thank you for popping on over to my Facebook page, Shasti Caesarea, for stories, soul poems, soul meditations on Anchor and Spotify. So, from me, Salome Jacobs, the author of You Don't Know the Cost of My Alabaster Box, and the mom with many hats signing off. And with that said, I can now proudly say that my book 
and be purchased directly from me, Salome Jacobs, or from Unlimited Ministries, Atterray. So as we enter into the new month, the new birth has started and thanks be to God for showing up. For I could not have done this if God was not in it, carrying me through it and raising me above my very own Red Sea up. For he gets all the glory and not me. So thanks be to God for keeping an eye on you and on me during lockdown and coming to your and my rescue you see so soul sisters prayer warriors sassy soul friend of god yes you don't know the cast of my alabaster box can be purchased at 200 zar so goodbye and thank you shashine grassi sayonara disvidinia adios Dovedzinia, orva, farvel, guligule, adia, my aslamati, gavasti, lakod, taishian, salamatingal, avidezain, arivedeci, anyong, spasiva. So until next time, until we meet again, same time, same place, you know where to find me, but right here, in the heart of the garden in the sublime of the garden, in the joy of the garden, when I, we walk with the Lord, talk to the Lord, connect to the Lord, and sit and wait with patience to hear from the Lord. So may you welcome the new with an expectant heart this month of September 2021. For the Lord is good, and his mercies endures forever. Yes, the Lord is good. I'm challenged, even right now, and I challenge you to think about the Lord's goodness right now. Close your eyes and just think about how good God is to us. I like the song that says it. His mercies are new every morning. He's faithful. He doesn't give us yesterday's blessings, so he has brand new blessings for us each and every day. God has been good to me. I thank him for the wife, my children. I thank him for my church and, and the people that love me and, and care. And as Ron Kinole says with a grateful heart that he is thankful, what more can you and I say? If God has come through for you, raise your hands and say, Dear Lord, thank you, for the Lord is good. If you are healed, thank you. For you and I can truly say, we lift our eyes up unto the hills from whence our strength comes from. For you and my hope comes from the Lord. For indeed the Lord is good.
So may you have an awesome week ahead and know that wherever you go, the Lord goes ahead of you and ahead of me. As you step into the new and say, Thank you.